Hello and welcome to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and spend half an hour discussing it in depth. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on BFF.fm or subscribe to the podcast at ForTheRecordPodcast.com. In this episode, we're discussing the debut record by Lucy Dacus called No Burden, and it starts out with a song called I Don't Want to Be Funny Anymore. I don't want to be funny anymore I don't want to be funny anymore Lately I've been feeling like the odd man out I heard my friends saying things that don't mean I'm Regular listeners may remember that song from last week's South by Southwest recap. That was certainly one of the standouts of the festival. And then we went and listened to the album and realized, oh, I think this warrants a full episode. That song, first song on the album, is also the lead single. And it makes sense. It's really punchy. It starts with a lot of activity. And it manages this really confident, I'm here, I'm on the scene, I'm an important artist, while also being an entire song about insecurity and it's such a great way to start the album. And, you know, she came out, we saw her at the parish. We talked about it in the last episode. And she comes out on the stage and she's very shy looking and very young and pretty. She's only 20 years old. And she just very, looks very unassuming. And then she she started with a song that was just her and her guitar. And, you know, you kind of, you're not really sure what to expect. And then she just starts with that voice. And it's such a, like, I love the just blurry richness of it and it's so unusual and I can't really think of anybody else who has a voice that sounds like that. I think you can buy a lot of goodwill with that kind of sonorous richness and she doesn't coast on that and Mm -hmm. I appreciate that and what she's I think 20 maybe 21 years old and just seems fully formed in Mm -hmm. a way that's kind of surprising so I think this song also perfectly structured. I think it's under three minutes. It's just this really great, gets right to the point and is funny and yet also is very personal that she's opening up herself in this way and using humor maybe to def- deflect that a little bit. But obviously someone who might, she might be young, but she has thought a lot and I think has some wisdom And I also think that it sets up the themes that I took away from the album, which are identity more in the first part and then catharsis and kind of moving on from difficult times. And so this first song is kind of just about trying to figure out who she is. And, you know, I can be, you know, I don't want to be the funny person anymore, but, you know, I have the, I've got a too short skirt. Maybe I can be the cute one or I can be in the band or. Yeah, I can be a band. I can be in the fan. I can be pretty. I can be fashionable. I can be smart or I can be an artist. But it's like figuring out who you are and that's kind of what that period of life is about. But I thought she did it in an interesting and charming way. And the next song we'll play, which is the second track on the album, we'll play them all in order. And I think we're going to play them all because there are only nine songs on this record. It's really short. It's less than 40 minutes. The next song is called Troublemaker Doppelganger. She grew up as a pretty young thing. Then I'm a 
hard for us to pick a section to play there because the song is so complex it has a lot of different parts and we only covered part of it there well yeah it's really a nice contrast i think that first song is such a punchy pop number really short and then this is this really ambitious where there's not really a chorus because just different there's very little repeated lyrics and yeah that it kind of does this multiple pivots where kind of starts off as this kind of snarky take on some hot chick going around messing with people's heads and then it really becomes more and more empathic as she steps back and starts to get in like well how do people get this way and what is it about the world that sort of drives people to act out and this wonderful image of this beast going around biting people and makes us want to live forever or die in infamy, which is such a great line. Yeah. yeah. And it's just this kind of grungy bluesy sound. And then we hear right at the end of that clip, it just takes this left turn into this really kind of contemplative, more soaring pop style and they shouldn't work together. (laughs) Like it's such an abrupt change but it completely works. It's kind of amazing. And I think you get the flavor of the artistry of the guitar, the lead guitarist and the drummer both really do a lot to keep the pacing going in the songs and kind of ramp up the emotional level and keep the different parts of like a multi-part song together. And when we saw her perform at South by Southwest, her lead guitarist, we were, we were kind of joking because he was really a little bit showy showing off, but he's very talented and... Yeah, when he's in the studio and presumably on a on a shorter leash, yeah. but yeah, the there's that able to nail that gr- you know the grungy blues sound, and yet also then the song turns sweet. I, I think it sounds it's much more of a kind of sweeter kind of singer songwriter style, and then there's, there's this like rah, squall of guitar mm-hmm. noise in there, mm-hmm. and it yeah just the the balance in here and the I'm going to be going back to this so many times she's so young mm-hmm. and I feel like her entire band looks really young yeah 
and yet the songwriting maturity and that to have the ambition to attempt this kind of song and kind of nail it so impressive so you know I, I think this is she's trying to find herself digging into the the origins of how people behave and tries to put herself out there in this next song it's called green eyes red face out of the way on this song is I think when this sort of American Idol style of pop music really became popular and you had these pop singers who were just going nuts turning one syllable into 15 and I think the formal term for that is melisma. I think Whitney Houston did that way more before Yeah I guess it just I think American Idol sort of brought drew attention to people doing it badly Mm -hmm. like just trying way too hard oh that's Mm -hmm. what good singers do yeah 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 and so it is nice that I think I had this very negative association with it and then this song coming out of that chorus she just puts just enough to make it just super sensual Mm -hmm. without going over some line and just not working and I appreciate that well it it goes along with part of the song and it sounds natural and it just sounds like that's the way she's singing not like i'm trying to use my voice in a way that will impress people and yeah well it's impressing me that she just it's it seems really slinky mm-hmm. and it's such a kind of understated come on of just can i sit by you i have plenty of infection of affection not infection affection I would like to show you sometime. And it's so kind of matter of fact. And for that reason, very charming that I think those last two songs in various ways are like trying to find an identity and maybe being a little insecure. And this song is just kind of coming out and just like, hey, what's up? I'm the seat busy because it ain't, it isn't, you know, it's open now. It's funny that you interpreted it that way because I actually read it as being very kind of insecure of, you know, your green eyes or my green eyes on or your green eyes on my red face and being like kind of shy and i thought it paired nicely with the song towards the end of the record that's called direct address and is much more kind of confident yeah well i I think that she's kind of trying this out Mm -hmm. like that she's trying out this like hey i'm gonna be confident Mm -hmm. i'm gonna just go out there and say hey what's up can i sit down here and you're right that the song does end and pulls the rug out like oh nope you're still super insecure about your parents and it's but I like the way that they're also she's also using the organ or else it's a synth that sounds like an organ here. And it kind of gives it just a, that little sort of southern soul feel. Yeah, it does kick up and just gives it this grandeur that's really charming. Yeah. And so here we are trying to you know come on to someone and not working so well. And then in this ne- in next track, you know, exploring being with someone and how that can go wrong. It's called Strange Torpedo. You got a dog in your pocket You 
second single off the record and so it's very catchy and it's got that driving guitar and a really good beat but at the same time it really I think effectively captures the frustration and exhaustion but also empathy of watching somebody close to you self-destruct yeah the description of it's really heartbreaking where she's like I'm constantly more surprised that you're still alive in the morning wow that you're like you're with someone and clearly like living with someone or close enough to be seeing this person in regularly in mornings and to be at this point of like, yeah, you're screwed you and you, you can't have regrets if you can't even remember what you did. Yeah. And we have a I've read an interview with that she did with somebody on NPR about this song in particular and just kind of having the frustration of knowing that this person like needs to j- just change something and you can see the path to making their life better. But it's just not what they're ready to do. Well, they, they have to hit rock bottom first. Yeah, and the the part of the song that we didn't play is a line that I love, which is, "I thought you'd hit rock bottom, but I'm trying to, I'm starting to think that it doesn't exist because you've been falling for so long and you haven't hit anything solid." Yeah, I like that bridge so much because yeah, it's so dark and I think repeats that motif a couple times, and the song is really poppy, and then the bridge just gets like this dark both lyrically and then has just this kind of very noisy but still very warm guitar work, and yeah. And she, praise to that guitarist. Yeah. No, and she has mentioned that, you know, she started out as a singer or songwriter playing a guitar by herself on stage. And she has said that one of the things she likes about having a full band is that she can sing so much more loudly. And, all, you know, also the energy and the contribution. But she really belts it out on this song and you really feel the power of her voice. Yeah, so much energy. But I think the, you know, from here we've had this sort of four in a row. And I'm going to say barn burners because they really are. I think this album puts it right up front there. And as you said, maybe the catharsis, but on the way to catharsis, it gets a little more contemplative. And that's certainly, I think, the case in this next track, Dream State. We woke up to the thunder, we huddled under covers, we didn't say anything. If you hadn't come over, I would be so much colder, I would be much less confused. Then the water came and washed it all away. It left me with nothing to say. Could not believe my eyes. I could not recognize your face in the rubble. Without you, I am surely the last of our kind. 
So when I said catharsis, what I was thinking was the last five songs, starting with this one, that make up the back half of the album, kind of form together a suite of songs where it sounds like she is coming to terms with a relationship falling apart and then moving through that and then kind of getting on with her life and then looking back and reframing the experience. And I think that this song is so the title is dream state dot 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 ellipses and you know it includes the line without you i'm surely the last of our kind and then the last song is starts with dot 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 familiar place and it Mm -hmm. also includes that lyric and so i think those are intended to be like the bookends of a a piece yeah it does tie these things together i like this track because it's such a nice contrast to what came before that we had i think these very tightly structured and in some cases not a lot of repeated lyrics where there wasn't even a discernible chorus here that lyric you mentioned that without you we're i'm surely the last of our kind and then the more kind of devastating i'm surely the last of my kind Mm -hmm. where it's just like no i can't even depend on you as a hypothetical Mm -hmm. concept of my how to base my identity and that that the song sort of starts really stripped down and then builds up and it's dream state and it seems kind of dreamlike where it becomes just noisy and kind of magical well also it's like lyric repeated over and over again as a mantra like this flood imagery which is a little bit cliche but at the same time i you know it's unclear if it's actually an actual flood that's happening because it kind of seems that way like they're listening to the thunder and then there's rain or if it's just kind of a metaphorical flood that washes away everything that has happened in her life so far and then you know i couldn't even recognize your face in the rubble yeah she's reaching out for something and it's Not clear she's going to find it. And I also like the way that this is structured as far as the first four songs are kind of, it's kind of like getting to know someone. And the first four songs are clearly like single material and they're catchy and they're three to four minutes long. And then in the back half, it's like, okay, if you've listened thus far, then I can kind of get a little bit more deeper and they're more personal and you have to listen to them repeatedly to really appreciate them. Yeah, it's certainly, I think, a a strategy on a first album. It's like, hey, you got this one shot. And so hey, we're going to do both kinds and put the pop up front, get people on board with your what you're doing. And then oh, I'm going to start getting a little weirder. It's still catchy, but yeah, it's it's less focused. And the next song that we're going to play comes after. And I think this is maybe the most kind of somber song on the album. And when she performed at the parish at South by, she started with just her on the stage with a guitar. And she opened this with this song, which is really beautiful. It's called Trust. I set a fire on the stove And fed it every word I wrote I watched my journals turn to smoke Now all there is is what I've spoke And I decided long of what I know And worry not of what I don't Perfect the art of letting go Cause if I trust in something else 
song doesn't have the rock and roll that really pulls me in and i think it's taken me a few more than a few listens to feel like i'm getting my head around it i'm not sure i'm all the way there but it is so stripped down and it is kind of torture artist stuff but told without artifice i guess that just this idea of someone being stripping herself down this the opening image of like I have these notebooks of lyrics and I think she's just burning her notebooks mm-hmm. and that's kind of horrifying but also but I mean it's not just it's not literal as in I mean that's what I like about her lyrical style yeah. and it actually reminds me so the line is I set a fire to my soul it burned me and it made me whole at the very end mm-hmm. and so it starts out with her burning her notebooks and then at the end it's like I lit a fire on my whole life and yeah. it her style reminds me a lot of my favorite band the long winners in which John Roderick's lyrics are just specific enough to be mm-hmm. relatable but still abstract enough to be poetic yeah it's- and and there's it reminded me of a line in a song new girl which is twice you burn your life's work once to start a new life and once just to start a fire and i think i think she does a lot of like packing a lot of meaning into little lyrical couplets like yeah that. well there's there's clearly kind of a philosophical journey here i think later in the song she says that beauty is the only way to make the nightmares go away that that's when the search for meaning if you're an artist you have to create and she clearly has to create and And she does a lot of tying themes through the album and there's that that line about the garden if if beauty is the only way to make the nightmares go away i'll plant a garden in your brain and let the roots absorb the pain and then in the last song she's talking about you know i came in through the backyard and you let the garden die and so there's a lot of callbacks across the different songs and especially in these last five yeah, that last line by itself is brutal. And then especially here that it's just, this is the garden I planted. I'm trying to create art to help you. <laughs> kind of Again, yanking that rug out, my favorite metaphor, apparently. <laughs> and so this next song, I think, takes a, a different metaphor and runs with it. It's called Map on a Wall.
Okay, I said at the beginning that I thought we were going to play all of the songs, but we're actually going to skip the penultimate track because we really wanted to play a good chunk of this song map on a wall. I really felt like it was the centerpiece of the whole album and it kind of explained, I think she most fully expresses herself in this song and there are so many different parts. It's really like three or four different songs in well, one seven minute it's, track. Yeah, it's seven and a half minutes long. It's more, it's like almost three normal songs. Mm-hmm. And I look at it and it just feels like an entire album's worth of ideas just shoved into one song. I mean, that's that first album syndrome that like, oh, we got to get all our ideas out there. And here it's like first song syndrome. Let's get all of our ideas into one song. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, you know, I think it's maybe doesn't quite hold together just because there's so many things going on. And I think it it kind of explodes with its own ideas. But it's also quite an it's just an exhausting experience to listen to it for that reason and it's has these these organs making it feel incredibly almost religious where she's talking about oh the need to create i need to create and i'm going to keep doing that as long as there's anyone to hear what i'm doing all this stuff about feeling kind of rooted in a place this entire weird section talking about she's i guess they're from virginia and she's saying give my regards to the north i have to be live in the south which weirdly is calling back to the battle hymn of the republic i think in the melody there which is an Mm. odd choice but I didn't hear that, but well, we'll play it after the recording. I'm sure you'll. you'll, you'll I know get how it goes. Yeah, I heard it loudly. But I really like the way that the organ and the drums and everything kind of move the song along because it starts out, you know, you come out of trust, and then it's a very similar, just stripped down, her and her voice, and a really low in the mix guitar, and then the drums come in and the organ comes in and you know it really amps up the pace yeah and there's this repeated phrase please don't make fun of me and then she keeps bringing up these different reasons why not to make fun of her and it kind of starts out with like her physical appearance and then it's sort of her personality and then it's just like to make fun of me i'm an artist and it's like that buildup of different reasons like no i'm here and you don't get to stop me for any of these reasons it's really empowering yeah and i feel like that also kind of sums up the progress of her experience over the course of the album and i think that the tracks are placed really well and that you kind of feel like you're growing you know i mean these are sort of the lessons you learn growing (laughs) up and being her age and it's like you i felt like that i was growing up along with her and that was really nice yeah it's a great experience and just the maturity here from first album from a a 20 21 year old artist and the voice is more mature the words are more mature the spirit is more mature it's really quite something and there are just those albums there's like this is so good you almost think sophomore slump is inevitable but i can't wait to find out because you kind of get that feeling of optimism like oh maybe she'll be able to pull it off maybe she will if anyone could, she can. And I can't wait to find out. So as I said before, the last track, which we'll go out with, is called Familiar Place. And it's kind of the bookend of this suite in the back half of the album. And it's really kind of shows her having learned what she has learned over the course of living her lived experience that she describes over the course of the album and looking back and reframing it and then moving on. So we'll go out with that. You've been listening to For the Record, and we've been discussing Lucy Dacus, that's D-A-C-U-S, and her first album, No Burden. Thanks for listening. I came through the backyard. You let the garden die. How did I get here? 
did I get here? What did I do to deserve Oh my God, what will I do if you ever stop? 